Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Now, World Athletics have decided that trans women will not be allowed to compete in female um, sports categories and trans women will be banned if they've gone through uh, male puberty. And I want you to take a listen, first of all, to um, Sebastian Coe from the World Athletics, the president, uh, making the announcement. The council has agreed to exclude male to female transgender athletes who have been through male puberty from female world ranking competitions However, we will be establishing a working group whose remit will be to consult specifically with transgender athletes to seek views on competing in athletics, to review and maybe commission additional research where there is currently limited research and to put forward recommendations to council. The working group will include an independent chair, up to three council members, two athletes from the Athletes Commission, a transgender athlete from athletics, three representatives of our member federations and representatives of the World Athletics Health and Science Department. The majority of those consulted uh, stated that transgender athletes should not be competing in the female category. Many believe there is insufficient evidence that trans women do not retain advantage over biological women and more more evidence than any physical advantages have been ameliorated before they are willing to consider an option for inclusion into the female category. Where the science is insufficient to justify maintaining testosterone suppression for transgender athletes, the council agreed it must be guided by our overarching principle, which is to protect the female category. Okay, so that's Sebastian Coe making the announcement yesterday and I want to hear from people today on this. I I think for a lot of people, maybe maybe they don't know where they sit in the discussion, um, but I want to hear your views. If you do want to get in touch, 1800-453-106. Saoirse Macken, though, is with us on the programme today. Saoirse is um, the co-founder of Trans Plus Pride because, Saoirse, you very firmly know where you sit in this debate. Um, what was your reaction yesterday? Yeah, so I was very disappointed to see that yet another uh, sporting organisation has banned um, trans women from their sports. Um, it's on yet again based on no actual evidence that uh, trans women have an advantage in sports. Um, and, and there's really no um, particular reason why uh, a ban like this should happen other than intended to be discriminatory. Um, trans women have been allowed to compete in professional sports since the 1970s, in the Olympics since 2004. In that time, uh, since the 1970s, we're, we're talking about 50 years or, or thereabouts, um, where there has never actually been a professional champion who is transgender. So, At international uh, level. I, I, exactly. And, and, and we look at, um, you know, trans athletes who have been in, in the news over the last couple of years, Take, for example, Leah Thomas, who was a, um, a college swimmer, uh, gained attention last year That's when she right. won a race. Remember talking um, about, yeah. People kicked up about it. Transphobia kicked up. People thought it was awful that she was taking that title away from a cis woman when literally the exact next day, the very next day, her record was broken by 1.5 seconds by a cisgender girl. And in swimming, 1.5 seconds is quite significant. So, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about... Um, uh, an issue that doesn't actually exist. 
Um, and I think when Sebastian Coe was speaking yesterday, he actually said that there is currently no um, transgender athletes that this affects because there is actually no transgender athletes competing in in their games at the moment. So they're uh, in, they're actually bringing trying to bring in regulations for an issue that doesn't exist. Um, you know, so it's it's in, it's it's only intended to be. So you don't think it's necessary now? Well. There, there isn't any reason why it would be necessary. I mean, trans women who, if if you're looking at trans women who are on hormone therapy, then in that case, you've got two types essentially of trans women. You've got trans women who began hormone therapy before they hit puberty and those who started after they hit puberty. So those who started on, um, let's say, puberty blockers as an adolescent um, have never gone through testosterone-based puberty and therefore... Um, you know, they don't have that testosterone advantage. Those who also that are taking hormones at that age will have the physiology of a woman, of a cisgender woman. Um, for trans women who began on hormone therapy later in life, after they went through testosterone-based puberty, um, research shows that they have on average seven kilograms less muscle mass than cisgender men. Um, so, so again, there's... Competitive there's, disadvantage. Exactly. And uh, there's been a few that have tried to bring in uh, an, a comparison to athletes who cheat by blood doping, for example. Um, when trans women are taking um, estrogen, our red blood cells drop to female levels. And for context on that, cheating by blood doping happens by raising red blood cells. So again, it's another place where actually it's it's bringing down our our, um, our ability to perform rather than actually increasing it. Okay. So, but wasn't the point that was been made yesterday, though, um, Saoirse, in all of this, was that they said that many believe there's, there's insufficient evidence that trans women don't retain advantage over biological women, and that, that's why they want more evidence on it. Well, I'd say two things on that. Firstly, I, I, I disagree with that based on some of the medical journals that have come out over the last few years with uh, evidence that there is no advantage, and I'll, I'll discuss those in a second. But um, if that was true, if it was the case that there actually isn't enough evidence there to um, to say either way, then in that case, there's no reason to bring in a ban. You know, if if there's very very strong evidence um, to say that all trans women have a have a advantage over cis women in sports, that's a very different conversation to what we're actually having. Okay. We're talking about bringing in a ban when actually there's no evidence. Uh, to say that is the case. Just let, let me let me just bring in Sirsha if you don't mind, because I, I want to get a couple of different voices um, in in on this today. Um, so so stay with us, please, if, if you don't mind. Eighteen hundred four five three one zero six is the number. Rihanna is on the line as well. Um, now, Rihanna, I know it's a, it's a different sport. You're a weightlifter, but you actually um, this is something that that arose for you previously. Yes, um, in 2017, I was at the World Championships powerlift competition and I was competing against a transgender and um, he broke my world records. I got beaten, I only came second. I was very disappointed. Um, I didn't realise that's what was going up, but it was a female <laughs> competition there. So I didn't realise till obviously, till later. But I did, I did feel a bit cheated, to be honest, that um, I wasn't aware of it. I wasn't being told or anything, so... For me, it was just in a female category there. So you were the world, you were the record holder in your category? I was, yes. Um, 
and you were you you were then subsequently beat, beaten or your world record um was was surpassed um a trans yes. woman won the competition that's right so so Saoirse, what like when you hear so you, when you hear rihanna there and rihanna says she she felt cheated like how what would you say to rihanna uh, well, look, I, I would say that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry she felt cheated, but the reality is that there's, you know, there's other cisgender women who possibly could have beaten Rihanna, you know, so it, it doesn't mean that just because this other athlete was trans, that's automatically why uh, they were able to beat her. Look, there, there's, there's plenty of both cisgender and transgender women and men who, if I went up against in athletics, there's some of them I would beat, there's some of them who I would lose against. And that's the reality of it, because that's that's how sports works. People have different strengths. People win and lose different games. Um, you know, there, there was a there was a study in the British Sports Medical Journal in 2021, which monitored 70 trans athletes over two years. Uh, and if you're looking at averages, they saw that on average, after about a year of um, hormone therapy, there was a, a, a slight advantage on on average. But after two years, there was no advantage on average over cisgender women in sports. And another study in 2022 by the Canadian Centre for Ethics in Sports uh, found that transgender athletes had no advantage again over cisgender women. So if you're going to introduce rules and regulations around that, at the very, very least, do it based on facts and not, and not feelings, you know. Uh, the fact do you agree that with that, Rihanna? It should be based on... Because one of the points that Sebastian Cole made yesterday was that he, he cited fairness, actually. The, you know, he he talked about he talked about in the circumstances the councils decided to prioritise fairness and the integrity of the female um, competition before inclusion. Well, I put in a complaint that year into my federation and it got rejected. Um, and basically, I was saying that the children did have an advantage because of hormones. There was no testing done or anything, so I did feel that was unfair. We didn't know how high their levels were or anything like that. There was, was none of that done at the competition. Are you still competing, Rihanna? I am indeed, yeah. yeah. I'm getting ready for the European Championships there now in May. Mm. And has, has, like, you know, is um, it's interesting in that and the point that Saoirse made a few moments ago, like, you know, the rule has been brought in, in or the ban in, in world athletics and yet it hasn't, it hasn't actually really become, a, you know, it's, it, it hasn't arose, I suppose, as such in the sport and yet it seems to do you know, like, is it, has it, have you had other instances like this? Um, no, that was the only one, but I've actually left that federation um, since then. But I've gone to other federations, powerlifting federations. I've never come up with this again in, in this sport. But I am very aware of what's going on in the news. And I, I do genuinely feel um, that the women are at a disadvantage. I think um, it is unfair for the female athletes. Joanna Harper is, is with us as well, Saoirse and Rihanna. Stay with us. Um, Joanna is a visiting fellow for transgender um, athletic performance at uh, Loughborough University and a transgender athlete as well. Um, well, Joanna, what's your reaction, first of all, to this, this ban yesterday? Um, World Athletics for 12 years has, has used a testosterone-based restriction on trans women in that time as Sebastian Coe said, it's not just currently, but in 12 years, no trans woman has uh, been successful in the sport at, at an international level. Clearly, 
trans the testosterone based policy was was working it was effective um, uh, beyond that I, I found it interesting to say uh, you know when he, he talked about um, uh, having conversations with experts well uh, six months ago world athletics uh, brought seven of us together as as experts and Two of the seven wanted to ban trans women, but the other five of us didn't. And so I'm not sure exactly what Sebastian Coe was uh, referring to when, when he said the majority of experts, because uh, certainly those of us who were contacted six months ago uh, it was not the majority. Well, I think so, they talked um, about 40. It was, I, I think in, in a later discussion yesterday, they t- talked about, is there 40 different national federations or the Olympic Committee um, that were consulted or stakeholders, if you want to call it that, as part of, of the decision. But I, I did hear him mention there, and I, I played a short bit of his, his briefing yesterday, talking about a working group being established and um, appointing um, a trans woman to the committee. Like, is that, is it necessary is it like is that needed? To, you know, in, in in all of this, Joanna. I I actually think a working group would be a good idea. Um, uh, but after the uh, ban has uh, been uh, announced, well, um, it would have been a lot better to do it before the ban was announced. Yeah. The points, like when you listen to um, Rihanna talking there and about her experience at at competitive level, I appreciate it's a it's it's a different code or a different sport, but. Like, how do you get the balance, the fairness balance right for everybody? It's a challenging issue. Um, and certainly, on average, transgender women are taller, bigger, and stronger than, than cisgender women. And, and those can be advantages in, in, in many sports. But transgender women also are now powering their uh, larger frames with reduced muscle mass, reduced aerobic capacity. And so that can lead to disadvantages too. Um, you know, the question of fairness and access is, is important. And, and there is, uh, you know, somewhat of a conflict between those two. But I, I think that uh, the policy that World Athletics had before was a good balance. It was a good compromise. It, it allowed say, at least 90% of fairness and 90% of inclusion, too. And, and it wasn't perfect in, in either sense, but, but I thought it was uh, a good compromise. So you don't think that this decision was needed right now? No. Well, again, in the last 12 years, no trans woman has been successful in international level athletics. The point around, um, you know, referring back to the insufficient evidence that they talked about yesterday, that many believe there's insufficient evidence that trans women don't retain advantage over, over biological women. So the science then is still in its infancy. Is that right, Joanna? Absolutely. Um, in terms of studying trans athletes, the, the study Sirsha mentioned was actually not a study of athletes. It was a study of service personnel. And, and those aren't athletes, and that's one study. Um, we've been working on three studies at Loughborough University for the last three and a half years. We should publish this year, but, but even that, that's still a, a small number. Between the three studies, we have 29 athletes. Um, again, 
that's only a small percentage of the world's trans athletes, it will be years and probably decades before we have robust research. So do you think any potential ban should have been held off then? Well, um, yes, you know, when uh, Sebastian posted that there was insufficient evidence, there's also insufficient evidence to suggest that trans women have an unfair advantage. Mm. So I would default to inclusion unless it's clear that that's not working, which, which clearly the previous policy was working. Trans women were not taking over the sport of athletics. Do you think the current policy, Rihanna, was working? Um, no, well, definitely in my sport, the transgender would definitely have an advantage because it's it's weightlifting. Um, so, <clears throat> as I say, the hormone levels would be up higher. So I definitely felt, for me personally, in my sport, um, and since then I've left that federation because I didn't want to stay there competing at a disadvantage, which is what I felt like, um, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely think... The, the banning or I definitely think um, there's talks with uh, the British Athletics about calling for an open category which I think is a really good idea transgender women to compete with men in an open category um, I think something like that needs to come across the board and also the Swimming World's governing body is uh, talking about that as well at the moment How do you feel about an open category Saoirse? Well again it's discriminatory trans women are women so why should a woman have to compete in a in a men's category, it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, we 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 categorize most um, many sports not just by male and female. There's other categories within those sports in order to ensure fairness. You know, look at um, you know sports, uh, different martial arts sports, for example. You might have um, featherweight category and heavyweight category, and you won't have someone from each of those competing against each other. In GA, you won't have a a minor hurling team playing against a senior hurling team, there's an obvious um, disadvantage there, even though they might be all men or they might be all women. So, you know, there's a reason why we already um, have different categories within uh, within sports. And therefore, you know, those kind of things are, are very different when it comes to, uh, whether it comes to age or weight or height or whatever it is like that. Um, but the reality is that if you're going to try and uh, put, um, you know, um, women into a, a men's category into an, an open kind of category that's discriminatory because trans women are women. Do you feel and, the, and do you feel the same way, Joanna, about that? Um, I, I, I uh, it, it's certainly discriminatory if you're forcing somebody uh, into a category in which they're not legally, you know, other than their legal um Status. Uh, I, I would suggest that we should consider trans women to be a physiologically distinct subcategory of all women, and, and I would suggest um, that uh, trans women belong in women's spaces in general. In sports, we should consider the physiological differences and uh, make certain that uh, rules are in place to uh, to. to to try to ensure uh, that competition is as well, fair as it can be. As as a trans um, athlete, Joanna, would you enter the tra- a trans category of, of a race or whatever the code of sport? 
Um, I, I, you know, I, I would prefer to compete in the female category. Um, if there, uh, if there were three categories and there was a trans category and there was reasonable competition in that category, then I might enter that. I certainly wouldn't enter uh, a quote-unquote open category that was really a men's category with trans women thrown in. That That is, is certainly not something I would do. But if we're talking about a third category and there was a sufficient number of, of, of competitors, I might do that. Mm. Well, that's the point, isn't it? Like, would there, would, you know, would there be enough athletes to fill a third category? Well, probably not. Saoirse? Um, no, probably not, because, again, there isn't actually a huge amount of um, trans women in sports, unfortunately, um, and certainly not competing in sports, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I- and, 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 and we've seen that over, over the last number of years. You know, I mean, look, just, just as an example, look, take someone, for example, like um, Kelly Harrington, who's an Olympic gold medalist, okay? Uh, uh, there are many, many, many cisgender men who could not beat her in a, in a fight. And, you know, as a, as a trans woman myself, as I was in sport, if I was going up against someone like Kelly Harrington, it would probably be the last thing I would ever do. So, you know, I don't have an advantage okay. over her just because I'm trans. So, you, you know, you, we have to take this into, into um, context here. You, well. you wanted to come in there, Joanna, on that. Or sorry, apologies, Rihanna, apologies. Yeah, um, Joanna, I think that's, I think definitely transgender, subgender, different category. Um, in a lot of sports, there isn't every category full. That happens a lot um, between weights, ages, um, especially my sport as well. You wouldn't have full classes, even sometimes at the World Championships. So I agree with Joanna. I think there should be a subcategory. Um, I think that's fair. And she said she would enter um, a competition like that, maybe not in the open, but there's another idea there to um, subcategory. So then it's there's different levels, which okay. I think... Sounds a bit more, yeah, more fair. Just, just a final point in all of this, Joanna, just for the moment, because I, I do need to take a short break. Do you think it should be up to the individual governing bodies of each code or each sport to decide on this? There are differences sport to sport. So in theory, it, it is, uh, I think, a good idea. However, I think we've seen in practice over the last couple of years when when this has been the case that it has led to a lot of chaos and um, I may be rethinking my position that it should be up to individual sports. Rethink that it should, it should be up. You think it should be up to, yeah, to I, take I, your price. Yeah. Two or three okay. years ago, I, two or three years ago, I was a strong advocate for individual sports making the decision. Yes. I'm not sure it's working out so well. Okay. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Here we're talking about the um, decision from World Athletics that transgender women women will no longer be allowed to compete in female track and field events regardless of their levels of testosterone. And and we heard just before the break there from um, Rihanna, who's a weightlifter, a um, record holder 
in her field and lodged a complaint to her governing body after her um, her record was um, surpassed, beaten uh, by a trans woman. We've heard from um, transgender athlete Joanna Harper as well. Saoirse Macken is still with us. Saoirse is from the uh, Trans Plus Pride, but quite a number of texts and um, calls, callers getting in touch with us actually today. This listener, for instance, says in sport bodies, in sport bodies competing, um, it's not how you identify. That's why we have sport categories based on sex, age, weight. Um, can adults now compete against children? That's the point made by one listener. Uh, another texter says, regarding World Athletics' de- decision to indefinitely suspend trans women from participating in female sports, there's always been restrictions for some people to compete against others. From both a fairness and safety perspective, it isn't allowed for isn't allowed for a heavyweight boxer to compete against flyweight um, because it would be unfair and unsafe. That's from Brian in Dublin. I think that point was made by one of the uh, the callers earlier too. I'll come to the text in a moment. Celine is with us on the line. Celine, you've been listening there to... Um, Searshan, Rihanna and Joanna what, what's your thoughts on this? Um, my thoughts overall is that um, it, it is the right decision um, it is quite uh, fair I think including trans women was unfair um, I think including trans women across multiple sports is basically unfair and I mean physiologically male and females are, are inherently different to deny that is to deny biology, we are different. And I mean, there's been numerous studies that have showed that even with um, trans women taking drugs, it doesn't, it doesn't reformat their body. It doesn't reformat their skeletal structure, the lung capacity, heart capacity. It doesn't do any of those things. So inherently, there is an advantage of trans women over women. And to deny that is ultimately damaging women's sport. Saoirse? Yeah, again, look, it's, it's, it's not true. And like I said, I'm, you know, I'm, I, if, you're, if you're going to, um, you know, bringing rules and regulations to uh, limit who can uh, enter particular sports or compete in certain sports or whatever it is, then you need to be able to back that up with evidence and say, this is why we're doing it. This is the advantage we're seeing here. Um, you know, someone I, I, I someone was making my point there a while ago when they were talking about um, you know um, categories for for other areas. You know, you have male and female categories, but within those, you have uh, those categories broken down to ensure fairness because two cisgender women in a sport or two cisgender men in a sport are not necessarily equal. One of them could be many, many times stronger than the other, more powerful than the other. Uh, and so on. So there's a reason why those are broken down in 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 categories. So if if we're going to if we're going to talk about um, these kind of regulations, it needs to be done based on facts and 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 not feelings. Yeah, no, that that's absolutely true. Uh, that it does need to be based on facts. And I mean, the fact is is that if you take a distribution of women, sports women, versus a distribution of trans women or men. Um, you there there will be very little overlap between the distribution. You will it will end up as a bimodal distribution because inherently when you take in the number of differences based on testosterone, height, weight, lung capacity, etc., even on the lower end of the men's scale, it, it doesn't meet the woman's scale. So that and that and that's 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 looking at factual evidence. I mean, if you look at the reason why, no, it's not. There, there, there isn't, there isn't evidence to say that. There's, there's, 
Just, well, they're uh, saying there's insufficient just, evidence, is what they said yesterday. Yeah, exactly. There, there isn't enough evidence to to suggest that the the the, the ones that we currently have are studies by uh, sports medical journals and centers for ethics sports, and those have shown no uh, advantage that trans women have over cis women in sports. There is there isn't much further evidence to say either way. And therefore, if you're going to ban something, like I said, it needs to be done based on facts. You can't well, say, say, well, there's currently no evidence for this because there wasn't the, Because there wasn't the evidence that trans women don't retain advantage over biological women, that that was why they wanted more evidence from the, the bri- that, briefing yesterday. L- let me bring in Leone as well, actually, because Leone is on the line and, and you wanted to make a point on this too. Hi. Uh, hi, Andrea. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. Uh, a little bit more than I bargained for when I sent that text in, uh, now being on air, but sure. Uh, no, go on, I make just, the point. Well, I just think the time for uh, gender differentials in sports may be coming to an end because there's a big move towards uh, gender neutrality these days. And I just wonder whether we're moving towards a situation where we should be looking at, you know, if you're above a certain testosterone level, you go into one category. And if you're below that level, you're in another category. Um, so not gender, so, you know, not gender defined. Not gender yeah. defined. Um, I think, you know, I would just like to see a more inclusive world. I think um, if somebody goes down the trans route, it's they have an awful lot of obstacles to overcome. I, I think life is difficult for them, and they wouldn't be undertaking that very likely. And I would like to see a situation where they don't have to be singled out in sports. Um, I, I would like to see where everybody can be included. Um, yeah, that's just how I feel. Okay, so th- so so there'd just be the, the hundred meter sprint. Or the 200 yeah. metre hurdles, there'd be no... Everyone would just race in the one race. No, I, I think, you know, you can decide what is, you know, an average female testosterone level or Once above a certain testosterone level. And one okay. is above. One race is for people above that level and the other race is for people below that level. And then everybody can be included. Another texter wondering out of curiosity, why is there why is there no big drive um, in this discussion around trans men to compete in sport or um, are, trans, are trans are any trans men winning in male sports? Asks this texter. Well, from any of the evidence that I've or research I've been reading about this, it seems to be that um, I suppose the surge is is more in it trans women, um, people transitioning from from female. Um, from male to female, from any of the the research that I've I've certainly come across on it, and and that seems to be why the discussion is is based around this from from World Athletics yesterday. Uh, another texter says, I think it comes down to fairness. Any possible advantage at all should not be allowed. Uh, says this texter. Another listener have a transgender event only. Then perhaps people can compete um, against each other in their own in their own arena in their own arena. Men's athletics, women's athletics. Transgender athletics. Keep it simple, says this texter. Well, you heard Saoirse and Joanna on that point earlier and I thought it was quite interesting to hear Joanna Harper, who's a transgender athlete, say that if it was a case that, you know, there were was a transgender category, as she said, she, she didn't know 
if she'd actually compete in that. Uh, 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to get in touch with this as I said at the outset of this today I think people either have incredibly strong views on this or they don't know where they sit in the debate and I think it's interesting to hear um, a variety of different perspectives on on the show today so to Saoirse, Joanna um, Leone also Rihanna as well there and Celine thank you for for joining us on the programme today Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan Weekdays at midday on News Talk.